Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fuckists? How's that one? It doesn't matter. What the fucking ears? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. It's called WTF. Most of you know that, but I do know that we've got some new folks. It's odd. Uh, I think I will remain a discoverable thing for my entire life. I mean, that's just the nature of the game now. But uh, I hope you enjoyed that Simpsons episode. I don't know if I've really talked to you since then, have I? Because last week's shows were pre-recorded and it was on last Sunday. So no, I watched it. I was pretty excited about it. I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought I came off uh, like I am, which is good. It was an exciting thing to uh, be part of. But my point is, is that a lot of people watch that and they're like, is this a real thing? Is this a real guy? Should I know about this guy? And welcome to you if uh, this is like your second or third time listening to the show. Also, seems like the Mandy Moore episode was very popular and there might be some uh, new people from that. Welcome to you and welcome to people that just randomly came here and this is your first time. I hope it works out for you. Uh, let me try to explain what I do here. I, uh, I will have a guest on a little later. That guest today is Andrea Savage. Her show, I'm sorry, is uh, brutally funny. She's great. I love her. I think she's hilarious. And I, I had not, I didn't know anything about her. I knew we, we ran in similar circles. She's been around uh, the, the comedy world. She's done a lot of very funny stuff on a lot of different shows. But I, I watched all of the I'm sorry's and um, it's a lot. She uh, she operates at an intensity. Her, her funny comes at an intensity that is definitely. Yeah. Hey, right up, right in your face there. And it's good. I told her that I, I hope it didn't come off as insulting. So we'll be talking to her in a few uh, that that show is on. Where is it on? It's on uh, True TV Wednesday nights. And it actually does it uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the season finale airs March 6th. And I was about to say when I interrupted myself, which to you new people, Occasionally, I will interrupt conversations that I'm having in order to say what I want to say in the conversation. So prepare yourself for that. It seems like some people new to the show and even some people who've been around a while seem to think that that is some sort of liability on behalf of the interviewer. But uh, don't look at me as an interviewer. We're having a conversation here and that's how I talk. Okay, not a rationalization, just a reality. But I like that. I'm sorry is uh, episodic in the old school way where you got to wait a week to see the next one. It's good. It's good to have that week. 
this binge watching thing is going to exhaust everybody and no one's going to be able to keep up with anything. And no matter the, the whole model, I think is flawed to be quite honest with you. Like binge watching is like when you make shows, like I'm, I'm about to finish up shooting on glow and they're going to drop all 10 of those babies whenever they drop them. And most people will watch them one after the other in a day or two days. And then it's done. Then you got to wait a year for almost all shows that drop at once. You got to wait a year for new ones. Right when you're about to forget they even existed. Hey, remember this? But it's it's sort of, I like the old timey way where it's like you look forward to the day it drops and you, you know, you kind of make an event out of it or you make a point to watch it when it comes out. You don't have to do that with anything really, but it's nice to have the time and that also closes the gap between when you watched it and uh, you know when the new ones are going to come. It's sort of like when you spend all day cooking Thanksgiving dinner and people just plow through it in 45 minutes or a half hour. It's like, uh, okay, it's over. See you next year. That's, and that's not a great analogy, really, because you can't really do Thanksgiving dinner piece by piece you know, every week. Like You can't like, uh, all right, here's the potatoes. It's going to be great next week when we do the stuffing. Then the week after that, we'll do the Brussels sprouts or sweet potatoes. I haven't decided, so that's exciting. And then, uh, you know, week seven, we'll get the turkey going. Yeah, not a great analogy, but you know what I'm saying. So listen, don't forget to send any questions that you have for our thousandth episode. Anything you want to know about past episodes, past guests, things from my life, things from life in general, send your questions and comments or things you want me to know to WTFpod at gmail.com and put 1,000th episode question in the subject. Also, speaking of doing a show for 10 years, yeah, our buddy Kevin Pollack has been doing his show for that long. And this Saturday, March 2nd, he'll be taping his final episode of the Kevin Pollack Chat Show. It's a Dynasty Typewriter Theater. That's the same place I've been doing my recent shows in town. And his guests are Jim Jeffries and Pamela Adlon. That's this Saturday, March 2nd at 4 p.m. Go to DynastyTypewriter.com for ticket info. And congratulations, Kevin Pollack. Good job and great job on Mrs. Maisel. And I love you. I love you, Jew, from one Jew to another. That's the only requirement that really, and most of uh, being a Jew is relatively negotiable in terms of commitment, but you do have to say you're a Jew at least three times a week to somebody or just to the air. I'm a Jew just walking down the street. That, that you have to do. It's important to identify. So... I have to sort of shift here into some, you know, brutal, brutal news. Um, So look, you know, I've been doing comedy a long time and I'm at an age now. Obviously it happens at every age and sometimes it happens prematurely and sometimes it happens in a horrible way, but uh, you know, death happens and, uh, a, a, a real singular, unique, funny man uh, died uh, last Thursday. I, I believe it was Thursday morning, maybe Wednesday night. Uh, Brody Stevens, who is a, a fixture on the comedy scene, certainly here in Los Angeles, and everybody kind of knows Brody. He was uh, really a, a unique and energetic and just he just it was a force of nature man and he was always around you know for i can remember brody for 
I don't know, at least 15, 20 years. I can't remember the first time I met him, but at the comedy store, he was always there. He did the, he did a later spot every night and he sort of had his own world and his own intensity. And there was nobody really like Brody Stevens and he is uh, no longer with us. It was a tragic thing. He uh, committed suicide. He fought a very public and aggressive uh, battle with uh, depression. He talked about it. He made people with depression know they weren't alone. He 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 shared his struggles with depression uh, in the rawest of ways. And uh, last week he 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 lost that fight, and he's definitely going to be missed. And it it's just a uh, it's heartbreaking. I was at the store comedy store on Saturday night, you know, two days. After the news broke, and it was just, it's like the place is now missing a, a fundamental part of its engine, you know? It was just, you know, Brody was always around, and he was always emanating positive energy. Yeah, he was something else, man. Rest in peace, Brody. And thank you for everything that you gave the world, and thank you for helping people with the same struggle as you. Um no, they weren't alone. And, and no, you aren't alone. And know that, you know, you don't necessarily have to make the choice that Brody made, but people make that choice. It's horrible. It's sad. It happens. And uh, he's going to be missed. He was loved. He, and unfortunately, I never did a long form interview with Brody. Uh, we had a short one we did years ago on a live podcast, but but I don't think it really represents him. I, I feel like if you don't know who I'm talking about and you want to see a truly unique individual, just a, like you know, you, there's nobody like him. There's plenty of, of output out there uh, from Brody. His last special, I believe it was his last one, was live from the main room at the Comedy Store. And he had some other specials and he's done a lot of stuff with Zach Galifianakis and he did a lot of Periscope stuff. He did a lot of stuff on Twitter. He did everything. Brody did everything. The last I remember... I remember he had a gig over at midnight, uh, the show that Hardwick hosted. He was the audience warm-up. He was great at that. And I just, I saw him the Wednesday before he passed. And uh, there's a, a very painful but very revealing and honest uh, Periscope, his last Periscope piece uh, that, that people have been watching is about 45 minutes of him really talking about the struggle. And it's just, uh, it's, it's a heartbreaking thing. And again, you know, he was loved. He will be missed. He was a, a, an integral, I think is the word, part of the comedy community. Jesus, man, if you, you know, if you're fighting that thing, do everything you can to get help. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard, man. You know, with the, trying to find the right medicines, deciding whether you should be on medicine, staying on the medicine, you know, doing therapy, doing everything. Man, you know, it's just... Brody was a real example of just really like day to day in the trenches with depression, but please get help, please. And the, the thing about depression and, and people who struggle with it, you know, I grew up with that, you know, my father did and it's heavy, man. There's people I'm, I miss. There's definitely people I miss from my world that are no longer with us. And a lot of people think like, well, like, man, it seems like a lot of people are dying all of a sudden. It's like, no. A lot of people die every day. <laughs> let's, let's pull it around. I'll tell you one thing that didn't happen. 
Buster Kitten did not die. Buster Kitten lives. Buster Kitten is is almost actually I'm going to say it, but uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, knock on wood, is back to fucking normal, folks. Yeah, I got him home, and uh, I was giving him IVs every day, just sitting with him, holding him. He was very affectionate when he got out of the hospital. You know, he's vulnerable and sweet, and you know, com- more affectionate than I'd ever seen him. And it was so sweet, this little crazy kitten that I have that had uh, renal failure uh, for for reasons we don't know. It didn't look good. Kidneys is a bad thing. You know, but I brought him in because he was pukey and uh, it turned out he was in the middle of renal failure and about to die and I got him in the hospital. We got him on antibiotics. We got him on fluids. Wasn't looking good. The kidneys were inflamed. There was fluid in there from the ultrasound. We saw them. Well, not a lot of hope in the vet's voice. And then the next day, he his numbers were good, better. And they said, take him home, you know, give him an IV every day, give him the new kidney food and and then, and then check back in in, a, you know, in 10 days or a week and a half. So he started out so sweet and vulnerable. And then as he got his strength, he got a little more crazy. And then towards the end of me giving him the IV, he's eating more than he ever has. And he's like put on the weight back. The, he put the weight back on. And now he's this crazy fucking asshole self again. He's beaten up on the old guys. LaFonda and Monkey had a brief reprieve, but it's funny. It's funny with cats, you know, when, when Buster wasn't around, the old guys, they're both about 15, were definitely relaxing. And now, you know, and but when Buster came back, I kept him quarantined for a few days so I could uh, administer the food and inject him. And then I let him out and then it took him a while, but like, cause I had put him aside for a few days uh you know he, he didn't smell like the vet's office so there was none of that who the fuck is this they both knew who he was and they both knew that trouble was back but it's weird lafonda does not love it she's an old lady and she doesn't like being beat up on and monkey you would think doesn't love it but it's weird because monkey the he always he can't beat buster and buster always you know plays too rough and he's always like you know like it's always a little crazy but uh you know, you start to look like, you know, oh, monkey, monkey kind of likes getting beat up by Buster. There's that moment where they're like, well, you still going to beat me up, pal? Come on. I'm still here to play. I'll keep trying to play with you, but I'm an old man. But let's let's come on. Let's let's do it. Let's take a spin. Let's go. So they're, you know, however much they missed him, I think they're they're pretty happy to have him back. So that's some good news. And I'll keep you abreast of that. Uh, Andrea Savage is here and I gotta be honest, man, I, I didn't, you never know what to expect. And I tend to, especially if I don't know somebody personally or, you know, I've only seen them here and there. Like I watched all the shows and I really got a kick out of it. It's a sweet show. It's very funny. It's nice and crass. Her personality is, uh, you know, you know, just sort of like, you know, aggressively funny and, uh, it's great. It's a unique show. It's uh, called uh, I'm Sorry. It's on True TV. It's on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. The season finale airs March 6th, but you can watch them all when you get a chance. And this is me talking to 
Did I call her aggressively funny? Is that it's not meant to be bad. This is me and Andrea Savvy. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. So what were you saying about me meeting you? Because I had this weird feeling and I don't Mm -hmm. think I thought like, why don't I, why haven't I really seen her do stand up? How do I not know her? Mm -hmm. We're not, I'm not that much. Well, I'm older. I'm not going to tip anything, but I mean, like, it feels like we were in similar circles. We should have known each other probably more than we did. And I think that's weird too. Cause I'm like, we know a lot of the same people, right? You were definitely ahead of, you know, you were older. Um, but you, I, we met actually quite a few times, um, in like the early two thousands, but you wouldn't remember. And I am not someone who is scared of people. Yeah. You scared, you seemed like an angry per, like I was Mm. somewhat scared of you. You were married to my friend. And so Mishna and I were friends. Oh. And so she and I did, I know she and I did started kind of stand up around the same time you did and we would perform sometimes the improv together and this and that and you would come and you just like hi and Mm. i was just like who is this mean you just i was just kind of a little scared (laughs) what did what was she telling you she seemed happy by the way we weren't super close like i wasn't as close where she'd be like oof this guy yeah yeah what am i doing what am i doing get me out read this at home can i stay Do you have a safe space I can stay? Yeah. Um, that was later. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this was, I was trying to think when I was driving over here, I was like, when was that? And I think it was around 2004. Two? Oh, okay. 2002 that would, that would to up. 2004. Is that yeah. around the time? Sure. That's when I moved okay. out here and that's when we moved okay. out here. We were not married yet. Yeah. I don't think you were, yeah. Right. And you we were dating. Were, well, we no, we were living together. Okay. So she moved out here with me. So that was yeah. 2002 and we were living together okay. and you were part of that group. Yeah. So yeah. that was like, who was in that? There was who who started out at that time because I know like I feel like um like Orny Adams and people like yeah I didn't really know Orny. But you like, know what? You like, were in the alt crew. I was kind of in the alt crew. Yeah. So um like Natasha Leggero, oh, yeah. Chelsea Handler, and I we all kind of right. started at the same time. Right. Um and then they kind of kept doing stand up and I kind of went more acting. What happened with your stand up? I I honestly I loved stand up. I started working mm. and couldn't work all day and write mm-hmm. all day and then go out at night well let's let's go back all right uh because yeah. i don't know you you don't and i've watched the show oh. like because i didn't like when yeah. you were supposed to come on yeah like i knew about the show but it's hard to watch things because you don't know what to watch and There's then too like, much. 
There is. I'm. Act- thank you for and watching it. And I knew you were a funny person, and I saw you on Veep, and I think you're funny on that. And I've seen you in other things. I think you're funny. So I like I watched the show, mm-hmm. and I like I I binged it, as they say. Okay, great. And you're a lot. It, you're a lot to binge. Yeah. I think you need a little space. I think it's smart. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I feel like that's I, I can't understand why I was a little scared of you and off put. I can't imagine what that was. No, no, no. But I think, no, no. It, I, I think by the way, I get it. I, I have think to... I think it's interesting that you're on a network that actually drops them weekly, weekly. which mm-hmm. is a way to watch things, because yeah. when you do watch things one after the other, I just did it with uh, Escape from Danamora, uh-huh. which is a different experience. Yes. But I felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, but I felt dirty and awful. Yeah. Because I watched them all back to back. And when you're watching you back to back. Yeah. You, you sort of get into your thing. And, you know, I'm. Yeah. I, I, Although it's interesting. I think as a comedian, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to watch a lot of comedy. No, like I, thought, I think back. you're. I think you're very funny. I I I, I liked it. But you, I get oh, I get like okay, that's a lot. You're an intense person. You 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 yeah. you you come in hot. <laughs> <laughs> I like mean, all the time. But like all, even when you walked into my house, I was yeah. like, wow, this is really how this this is how she is. But you know what? Uh, yes what? and no, because all I will right. say it's weird to drive across the city. Mm. And then be like, oh, I'm going to this guy's house I don't know, mm-hmm. and we've really never met. We right. don't know anything in common. And then we're going to have, have this chat. Well, we do have a Actually, we have a lot in common, but we don't know each other. You're like, yeah. whatever. And it is like, I was like, what a strange thing. Yeah. And so I do feel like when you walk, I, I felt like yeah. when I walked in, you have to sort of. Sure. Otherwise, it's like, oh, hello, I'm standing in your house. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. Can I use your bathroom? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, so it was. You could have. Did you need to go to the bathroom? No. Oh, okay. I didn't. Because um, yeah, I have one. I don't have to go to the bathroom okay. very often. No, never? I no, mean, never. often. Not... I just, no, I have a big bladder. Really? Yeah, yeah. Always have. And you can hold... Do you, are you one of those people that, like, if you have to pee, like, right when you go to sleep, that you can hold it all night? All night long. Oh. Yeah. My girlfriend's like that. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. It's... I'm a man. I have to pee at least two or three times in the night. Uh, in the night. Luckily, my husband does not do that. Well, how old is he? He's 40. Oh, it's coming. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. It's fair. Um, I had a girlfriend, not a romantic girlfriend, but a close friend, um, uh, who, when she would come visit LA, she'd come stay at my house and I had a one bedroom, whatever. And so she'd share the bed with me and she would go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. six times a night. Like, really? To the point where before we went to bed, I'd make her go to the bathroom like a child. Yeah. And then I put a limit. I was like, I can't have you getting up six times. Because I was like, you don't have, there's no way biologically you actually have to get up that often. Yeah. It's just in your head. So I give you three times. And then past that, you don't get up. Does this end in a horrible way? Like she had a bladder infection? Or that now she's no longer with us because she had a... (laughs) By the way... (laughs) Would be a great story, but no. Do you know her still? Of course, yeah. Are you your friends? Yeah. Very close friend. Oh. Actually, on my show, Allison Tolman plays a version of her on my show. Which one's, uh, which? Allison Tolman uh, from Fargo. She plays one of my best friends who's getting divorced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I don't know everyone's name. Yeah. I, I, She's I'm fantastic. not as in the loop as I should be. Uh, it's, you're very busy, and it's. But like I, a lot of people to. know, a lot of people. Some people I, can hold it all in their brain. I can't hold I can't it all in my brain, either. right? I, I really can't. I've noticed a big difference, and I think part of it is just being so busy for and the past two and a half years, and inundated with information, voluntarily inundated with all this yeah. stuff. 
I, I've noticed that my uh, short term just sort of like recollection it's of names fucked. is going. Yeah, it's not great. My short term of everything is going. I can't remember like things that happened a week ago seem like it was last year. I know. I know. Does that happen to you? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. You're like, when did we do that? <laughs> That's like three days ago. Oh my god. I know. Part of me finds that comforting because like I time feel is like, like time isn't rushing so fast. Yeah. 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 It's just trickling by. <laughs> it's just trickling by. Because sometimes I'll sit there and I go, Oh my god, it's two thousand nineteen. Like I, I started season two in 2017. Yeah. What am I doing in this? That's date? when you shot you. That's when. Well, you that's shot. when I started writing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know it takes so long for oh. things to go on, especially this kind of show. That's why it's so good that you're doing it. Um, like you're dropping them week to week, so now people can't like do, you put all that work. It's like cooking an amazing meal, and then like you eat compulsively. Yeah. You eat too fast, and it's gone. And it's gone. In like minutes. this way, at least people have to yeah. take ten weeks, and then they only have to wait like. Nine or ten months, mm, more. A year. Mm, the people more. have to wait literally a year or more. Uh-huh. If they binge it, they're fucked for a year. You're just like you're. Putting... I know. Do you remember Although how great will... it was to watch The Sopranos every week? I didn't. You weren't one. How about it. Breaking Bad? Do you I watch anything it. that was weekly you know, where you'd look forward yes, to it? Of course, of course. Like, like Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday it, night. Here right. we go. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. Yes, of course. How good was that? Well, that's sort of what my show is, but I will say yeah. it's on True TV, which is a little hard to harder for people to find. And then it finally went on Netflix in the fall. Yeah. And that's where that opened it up. That's where everyone yeah. started watching it. Right. So And people like it. And people people seem to like it. Yeah, I had yeah, a show I on really IFC. Nice fans. I know. And it went on to Netflix. Yeah. And uh, still a few people watch it. Okay. But yeah, but but they like it. The few people that walk yeah. in that Okay, well great. I'm it's not about me. I'm happy you're successful. <laughs> You're doing what? fine. I'm doing good. Yeah, you're yeah, doing good. You're doing good. So okay, what? Ha- where'd you come from? I'm from LA. Really? Yeah, born and raised. Um, where? Like what part? Uh, born in like Santa Monica, and then uh, mostly grew up in the Valley. In the Valley, like what? Like how far out? Like far out Woodland Hills. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fancy. Uh, no, not super. No, hmm. not super fancy. Um, but not terrible. I mean, I didn't. Right. I grew up pretty. My my childhood and background is not like exciting and angsty parents got divorced when i was two. Oh, see so that's where it yeah <laughs> that's where it, there it is okay. there we go just How, get do you right have siblings? i do i have four brothers four yeah i have one older brother from the same parents and then i have three younger brothers because both my parents got remarried Oh, yeah. are they in show business? Your no, parents? Nobody in Siblings? my entire, literally, nobody. I, not one person. All my family lives in LA. And by the way, my husband is one of five as really? well and also grew up in LA. And his family's not in the entertainment business. Is he in show business? Part. He is. He's What's an, he do? He's an agent. Really? Mm-hmm. But Where? he's like a lovely, nice person. See, now let's talk about this a minute. And I've known him since high school, side note. We okay. haven't been together since high school, but I've known him since I was. 15. So he's a he's a California kid too. He is, yeah. He's from the valley. Well, I have found that, and I I, I don't want to knock, you know, that part of the business, you know, because it, by the way, we need him. You, you need know? him, but sure. also there's some not great ones. Sure. But well, there's, there's not good not people nice, on everything, exactly. but but I have this weird <laughs> thing where like I don't like I've dealt with agents a bit throughout my mm-hmm. life and executives and whatnot. I, I was. Brag. No, I was relatively unrepresented for like yeah. a decade or so. Yeah, yeah. But every time I meet them, like I, I don't know if it's a projection or what, but they seem to be missing some part of their personality. 
Now, I'm not saying this about your husband. Like, I guess it's because you're dealing with all, when you're dealing with talent, and let's say you represent 10 people, mm-hmm. you have to lie to them. You have to mislead them. <laughs> you have to make them feel like everything's about to happen or that they tried their best when really you might not be doing anything. And that must be a difficult thing to, to do. You know what? I also think, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that makes it sound <laughs> terrible and that they're all psychopaths. <laughs> They're um, not. They're not. Okay. So well, because I came in with a lot of attitude because we knew each other in high school, and then I knew that he had done gone off and done that. We didn't re meet until our early thirties, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, he and he works at a big agency. Yeah. And I was like, he's got to be the fucking worst. Yeah. And I was like, he would reached out, whatever, and wanted to get together, and I was like, oh fuck that. Like I was mm-hmm. like, he's got to be worst of the worst. Jewish guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Jew. Yeah. Big big. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jew. Huge Jew. Huge Jew. So Jewy. I mean, yeah, so Jew. Yeah. No, but he, he's a Jew. Yeah. Um, but um, and then I met him. Are you Jew? Should be, but wasn't raised, but am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mostly Jew? Mostly Jew. A little yeah. Greek and mostly Jew. That's a good combo. Yeah. Like it, so you kind of like you bring the shitty Jewish food up to the middle, meets the Greek food. M- meets and the Greek food, then it's you good. great hummus. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. So, and then we met, and I was like, "Oh, he seems nice." But I was very, like, re-met, and I was very skeptical for a while. I was like, "Where's the, where's the fake, right. shitty? Where's the sociopathic where's the, necessity? Yeah, of yeah like business. lying and just sort of this like schmoozy yeah, yeah, play yeah, yeah. or whatever. Not there. But he's sort of known for being like uh, the nicest oh, yeah. agent. So he's yeah. I don't. He's really, not awful. Yeah. I, I I still it's still sort of a mystery. You know how it all works on their end. You know what? It's interesting because I feel like now I know a little how the sausage is made. You do? This. Yeah. Oh, let's talk. Because I'm not going to oh. interview a fucking agent. Oh, no. yeah. That, that, see, that tone was wrong. I'm not going to interview anyone uh, from that part of the business part of the because business. It, it doesn't necessarily interest me as much other than an investigation. I of, actually think if you knew someone who was an agent who was not one of those weird, you actually would be like, wow, that's but, really interesting. But aren't a lot of them odd? Let's let's uh, let's be diplomatic. <sighs> yeah. Aren't, aren't a lot of them I don't like, even know if I... I I, or to be I, honest, like it, I would say, odd is like. Am I making it all up? No, I don't okay. think you're making it all up. I would say odd. I'd I'd rather they were odd because I feel like that's a little more interesting. Sometimes I find that right. I just am like, who are you? Right. Yeah. Like. Right. I, I don't even know what your personality is. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of this bland where you're like, I don't know what's real and what's not. Right. Well, well it's sort of yeah. that's what I mean. They're missing yeah. a part of their personality. <laughs> yeah. That's what. But, but then now, because I, I around a lot of them, I'm like, and he's always been like, you're so mean, like you're always so judgmental, whatever. Yeah. And I've now know quite a few great ones. Right. And now I will say, with my agents, mm-hmm. I I was with an agency for like 12 years, and yeah. then I left a couple years ago. Yeah. Which actually is a funny story of the final straw of why I left. What is that? I think you'll actually appreciate this. What, what I don't happened? know if I've ever told this anywhere. What? Um. So I was um working quite a bit, but yeah. it was all like people i knew and this and that and I, I think i was on beep and i don't already and, so and doing recently? episodes yeah this was like two years yeah. ago and i was my show had been picked up i was about to start season one and it was like i hadn't heard from my agents in a right. long time and i was like how come i don't ever get sent on auditions through them and re- i actually really liked my agents as people over mm-hmm. there and they were really great and but it was like something's wrong i feel like you were yeah. just like oh well she just does her she creates yeah. her own stuff so we don't have to worry about it. whatever that's what they're dying for to happen yes and then they can take credit for it yeah and kind you know of. kind yeah. of i yeah, don't know yeah. i don't okay. even know if it's as nefarious as right that. i okay. think they sometimes people have too many I'm, clients are you I saying know. i'm seeing evil where there's I feel like, just mundanity yeah i think so okay. i think you're giving too much yeah. credit it's it's the uh it's the uh the hannah arendt book the uh, banality of evil yeah 
That's yeah. I mean, I think you're honestly giving it way too okay. much. Whatever. Okay. So um, I'd been like, well, maybe it's my reel. Like mm-hmm. maybe I need to update my reel. So I had just uh, I'd done some stuff, and I had this movie uh, that Allison Brie was in, Sleeping with Other People. Uh-huh. And Jason Mansukas and I are a couple in it. We have whatever, and we have these funny he's improv scenes. He's a great guy, good friend of mine, yeah. and we work together a lot. And he's on, um, your show. He's on my I've, show, like every episode. So uh, he's on Mostly. half of them the yeah. first season. Um, yeah. And um, and we've done move whatever and and we're good friends. So, no eggs for Jason. No eggs. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I've been out to eat with that. Uh, <laughs> trust me, it's a whole fucking thing. I know. I talked to. Yeah. No. It's, it's terrifying. It's by the way. He's terrified of eggs because it could kill him. He carries an EpiPen like it's yeah. no joke. Yeah. It kill. It could yeah. kill him. Yeah. He's also the biggest hypochondriac. Yeah. In oh, really? the world, oh, germaphobe, yeah. whatever. And I love him, but I'm sure it's all connected because he sure. could die at any moment. Oh, yeah. Just from an just egg. from licking egg. Yeah. Um, of course, like, as comedians, you know, you want to, like, yeah. fuck with people, but you always have that thing of, like, what if I hit an egg in there? But, like, you never do it. No, but like, it's always like that, him, like, yeah, just choke. to see, His but also, like, swell up is and... it real? Oh, you, know yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, a little bit of, like... How how could someone be that allergic? Maybe you grew out of it. Yeah. Is this just sort of, you know... <laughs> This is like some soothing mechanism of yours. The prank gone wrong. Oh, shit, it is real. Call 911. (laughs) Exactly. I'll make sure the EpiPen's close and stab him with it. Um, so, okay, so, okay so, so anyway, so making I, a reel. so I'm making a reel and I was like, I'd love to get the scenes from sleeping with other people. It's really yeah. funny stuff of me and Mansukas. So they, they get the scenes and it was sort of like annoying to, for them to get this. Like they didn't yeah. do it when I got them and whatever. And then I was supposed to take a meeting there and I had just at come the agency? at the agency. Yeah. I just come back from shooting episodes and blah, blah, blah. Um, and was going to take a meeting there at like three o'clock. And at one o'clock, I was like, let me look at what the re- the updated reel is. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the scenes for sleeping with other people. And there was a scene with me and then a scene with me and and then a scene of Amanda Pete. Yeah. And then a scene of me. Yeah. So there was a scene of a different actress. Yeah. On my reel. Right. <laughs> which yeah. led me have some questions right. of whether or not they were aware that I was a different person from Amanda Pete. Like, <laughs> clearly who had ever done that? <laughs> She's also in the movie. Yeah. So I don't know if they thought I was playing two different characters right. in the movie. I don't know what was happening. So there's there's like just a chunk of Amanda uh-huh. Pete on in your In the reel. middle of my reel. With none of you. And it, it had, no, it correct. Just... I'm not in that scene. <laughs> It was it was like a scene that I'm in and then a scene that I'm not involved in at all. So they just went in the middle of my real and so I also was like, Well, how long has this been going? Because it had been like four months since yeah. that reel had been supposedly available. Right. So they're just sending you out as a man to Pete on the reel? Or clearly you're not sending me out because wouldn't someone have been like, um It's not the same person. That's not the same person. <laughs> And so at that point, I was like, I think that's the that's the last straw. And, right. But also, you know, whatever. It, it was it makes me laugh because it's just but it's also like this wasn't that this was like three years ago. And I've worked a long time. Like, OK, I guess we're, we well, don't have to be okay. in every scene on our reel, by the way. Why do we have to be in every scene on our reel? That you're right. You know what? I'm just realizing that maybe I was yeah, being selfish, being selfish. Yeah, that she needs to, she's. Lovely. Yeah. I don't know her. <laughs> she's good. But she's 
yeah. so talented yeah, that I'm is. sure scene was yeah. good. Yeah, I hope she so, got work off. Your by the reel. way, I think she <laughs> must have got, got some. Yeah. Well, well, that's yeah. well, that leads to the well, the, yes. the way. So, I don't even know why I went off on that tangent. It's a funny story. The um, because you oh, said I have funny. Oh, I'm yeah. married to an agent. Yeah, yeah. That because we we're talking about agents. Well, but that's the thing. Like, I didn't. I don't think I was represented. I was in that situation before you know things turned around for me, where yeah. where my manager and mm-hmm. you start to realize how this works that you're really just this. You're you're either a function, either you they can sell you or they can't. Mm-hmm. And if they can't, you're just kind of like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, we got him too. <laughs> so so what happens is is like I was unrepresented. Every few years, my manager would ask an agent to do him a favor <laughs> right. and send me out a couple times to make it feel like, hip like pocket you a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 right. And and then it just nothing would happen. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I I'd have these calls where I'm like, do I have an agent? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and yeah. And then it got to, here's how my relationship, 20-year relationship with my manager ended. I brought the early episodes of the podcast in, which yeah. was starting to sort mm-hmm. of pick up. You know, we were at, at the cutting, you know, the cusp yeah. of something. And I played him and he, I go to meet him about it. And he goes, I don't get it. Where's, <laughs> where's he goes, he says, where's the, what's, where's the WTF? Where's the what? W, yeah, yeah. Like there, he had somehow right, played right, like right, right. this must mean this or that. Well, to his, we're we're okay now. Okay, but good. I fired him. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he tried to pawn me off onto the assistant, which is the worst. <sighs> that is the worst moment. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was this moment where, like, he's like, because uh, I had, I had shit on the assistant. I had a big fight with him because he lied to my face. I caught him in a lie, and he just doubled down on the lie. And I'm like, dude, dude, you're beat. Yeah. Right. And after that happened, my manager, after we make up yeah. for that, he goes, yeah. uh, go apologize to Josh. They're all Josh. That was one of the funniest. Surrettly, <laughs> <laughs> said that. Greg Proof said he was at the Montreal Comedy Festival. He says, I'm in a room surrounded by Josh's and Barry's. <laughs> oh, I so wish my husband's name was Josh. <laughs> what is it? Jeremy. Oh, there's Close. One. But uh, yeah, whatever. So so that was that. But we're okay now. It, everything's fine. I got. I now with an, an agent who's a, he's sort of a an old timer guy. Like yeah. he's been around a while, yeah. and I just like I don't know exactly who all my covering people are, yeah. but I know that he's. You know, I talk to him, and he calls me. As and, my husband always says, he goes literally like all you need is one person who really. Yeah. You don't need a thousand people yeah. if you have one person who is paying attention and passionate and whatever that's really all you it's need. a weird part of the business it is a weird part. because i had i had another agent recently that mm-hmm. i left and she was great and she was committed but she was like not you know if the top people yeah. don't dig you yeah then you're going to be fighting against people in your own agency it's like i don't i don't even yeah. like to think about it but my question is this yes so, yes because you're on the inside yeah you're, you're fucking one um, Some, sometimes, you know, yeah, 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 occasionally. Yeah. It's been a while, right? You have a kid, and you no, do no, I just all, it's all right. Okay, it's what my show is based on a lot of real stuff, mostly well, that, real stuff. Well, that guy's such a, a great guy. Oh, Tom. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Your, your husband's that great a guy? Honestly, I call him Saint Jeremiah. He's oh, really? The ni- he's the greatest guy in the whole fucking world. Everyone loves my fucking husband. Hmm. Um, which I, as in, I talk about in season one. I have. I think probably going back to my mm-hmm. parents' divorce and all this stuff, I do have a legitimate... I always thought I'd be divorced, and I sort of always imagined that would be great, and I don't know why. But I'm married to this, like, lovely person yeah. that is, like... Right. Uh, like, well, I'm happily so married, would... so how am I supposed to get divorced? But I've always imagined I was going to be, so now what? So it's on you to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I mean... Yeah, I'm sure no. I am. In no, no, some capacity, but... Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So, what's but my your question? question yeah. Okay, um, is that 
like you're working and you're mm-hmm. doing well and you're obviously something they can market when when it, when what happens that happened to you when when that happens yeah. where they they just it's just they don't give a shit yeah it's like what are they giving a shit about i i i don't is know. it is it like the book business where they've got one or two people that are making millions of dollars and that that's all the effort goes into managing and and making sure those people are right or what I do I just don't know what are they are they just are sitting around packaging things whatever that I means I think <laughs> I assume it's just them wrapping up presents to give each other or ordering yeah. gift baskets or for gift people packets, and they package them up and then they send them out <laughs> to different people around town I just, um, I just don't know what the day to day is Well I mean I know what my husband's day to day is but it's uh, Phone calls. Phone calls a lot. His is We're he not represents even bigger people. Don't, don't even don't even talk to me about that number. Call me back. <laughs> no. no, there's that's not. what the Joshes do. Oh, that's the that's assistant. the Joshes. That's a Josh yeah, job, not no, a Jeremy I don't know. job. Jeremy, no. But they were such an essential part of the business, and some of them have so much power. And it's just like I haven't quite wrapped my brain around you know how it all works, but it's so vast. It is vast. Also, the other thing I realized, because people are always like, oh, your husband, you know, he represents these big people. Does he help you? And I'm like, no. He's he's literally in a different career than I am. We do not cross over. I know. What is that about? Because, like, I I was with a huge management agency, and he represented everybody, the biggest people in comedy. I'm like, can you just get me, like, a a one-liner part where I just walk on in the thing? You guys produce it. (laughs) You represent all the actors in it, and some of them are my friends. Is there any way... Can I tell you, it sounds like maybe he didn't think you were great. Mm. I think what I honestly, honestly, like, I mean, I think he did. I think what it comes down to is I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, they try to box. I would say, but but I think that is something interesting because I would say until you started I'm yeah. saying your past what decade? Right, because like in 2004, you were scared of me. I, people had to be less scared of me because yeah. they they just sort of assumed like he's got an edge, yeah. and then they realized like he's very inconsistent. He's not always funny, and he's scaring ladies. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe we don't know what to do. Yeah, with we that. wait. Yeah, we wait. We'll wait. But it don't out. you think like in a certain way, like you had to figure out what to do with it the most? Sure, I had and to get then sh- guide. Well, yeah. Well, you you. you Early on, and I guess maybe this happened to you, you're driven by a certain amount of spite and entitlement. Like, you have talent, you may not have a handle on it, but you're like, why the fuck is that person getting that? Mm-hmm. Why Why didn't I go in for that? Why can't you send me in for that? If that person yeah. got, I don't know if I'm projecting, but this Yeah, me. I don't know. I mean, yes, of course there is that natural um But you might bit. not have been ready is my point, is that like, I had a lot of opportunities that in retrospect, I wasn't ready for, but I, yeah. I got yeah. And there was no way they could move forward, really, mm. because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't grounded, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what I, I really did. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think also I, you know, I did stand up for a very short period of time. So I can't even call myself like a former stand up. I came in more through acting and that kind well, of yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, but what is the, because you seem like a, um, like a relatively uh, healthy person. I, I think I am. Mentally and... Uh, yeah, I think I am. I'm a pretty normal for doing what I do. Like, normal person who well, has a pretty normal life. So your yeah. parents get divorced. So but, my parents get divorced. Yeah. But you, you, it didn't devastate you because you were I was too two, young? So I don't remember it. And your, your mother, who were you living with? My you? mom. And my she, mom had full custody. She met my stepdad full three custody. weeks later. What the hell did your dad do? He wasn't interested. He had oh. visitation. Oh, okay. I mean, back then it was like you just weren't interested. I, I didn't grow up. You super, go over there. You want they, for the go weekend. there one weekend every 
month, two months. Are they both still around? Mm-hmm. And you have a relationship with both of them? I do, yeah. My mm-hmm. dad and I have had, you know, I wouldn't say a father dot, like what you'd think yeah. of. You know, you I kind of grew up together. He was around the corner kind of thing. No, he lived in Orange County. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of an hour and a half away. We'd wow. meet at Union Station downtown. Yeah. And they'd do the drop off. Uh-huh. And my stepmom... So you have a you have experience with Union Station. That was part of your childhood. That was part of my childhood is is driving to Union Station, not going inside, but doing the exchange in the parking lot. Like we wouldn't take the train. It was just sort oh. of halfway between our houses. Oh really? And then <laughs> my drive dad downtown to, to, to beautiful old Union to beautiful station. old Union Station. And my stepmom, who actually is no longer my stepmom, but was my stepmom for many years. Um, she is still alive, but yeah. they have gotten divorced. Um, Never wanted to meet my mom, and so never met my mom in 30 years. Uh, and so she would get dropped off around the corner, Yeah, and then my dad would come pick us up and uh-huh. then go pick her up. Oh, so it was weird. So it was weird. And my dad, yeah, my dad is an interesting guy. Like, What's I'm he still trying. He's an orthodontist oh. um, in Orange County. Nice. Yeah. I have a lot of teeth people in my family. Um, we're people of teeth. And my my brother's a dentist. My Is mom he? was a dental hygienist. Really? Yeah, yeah. A periodontist. We're, we're you know. Teeth people. We're teeth people. <laughs> um, where, where do you stand on floss? Pro. Yeah, good. Very pro. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Compulsively. Are people against floss? I read one article. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this was like a... <laughs> I didn't know this was a brewing. So I have a, a this woman who trains me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she finds things on the internet. Yeah, because I floss like I, my gums are kind of fucked because I've it, it's a long story. I'd love to hear every. Well, actually, I'm kidding. Uh, well, my bites off and uh, did you yeah. ever see it in gums? I do, yeah, but because yeah, yeah. my bites off and because mm-hmm. of a, a mm-hmm. bad uh, bad decision I made early on with a toothbrush. What was that? What what is <laughs> what does that mean? I remember, like, I had to track it because, like, I've had these, you know, my gums, I want them to be healthy. But, like, one time when I was younger, I decided that, you know, to really brush thoroughly, uh-huh. you had to, you know, make your gums bleed. Oh, Jesus. So I just brushed, until like, my gums. Until your gums bled every day? A few times until, you know, and then, and then it, yeah, I was misguided. And then I had uh, braces uh-huh. and they took them off. They didn't work because my what bite's you... off. And then they wanted to. Well, wait, 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 to... wait, 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 wait. Have you been wearing a retainer since? Have you been maintaining your bite? No, what I'm saying is I had braces for two years. Yeah. And they straightened my teeth and I had retainers. But the dentist, the orthodontist said basically, well, we have to reset your jaw in order for this to really work out because my <laughs> jaw is off. So they would have had to break my jaw, realign it. And uh, and you res- should have come to the savages. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, you should have come to the. Savages. I was in New Mexico. There was no it's way to worth know. It. But then there was one orthodontist who we went in about my jaw, mm-hmm. and he showed us pictures of like Rondo Hatton and acromeglia people that say I might be my bones might be growing. Like it was terrible. It was like they showed me your face. I mean, I'm looking at your face right now. It doesn't look weird. No, I know. It's, I have a jaw, but I'm just telling you about my teeth and my gums. Right, I thought just, you said dentist. And I know, I'm, but I'm. I feel like now people would probably know what to do. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna have my jaw reset at this point in time. You got good teeth. I see. I mean, I can, they don't line up. But they don't line up. But they're straight and they're well, nice. The braces work, but the bites off, and that's why I, oh, I can only my teeth okay. only meet in like two places, and it's hard to chew. <laughs> I've lost my I've lost my headphones. I'm I'm not asking for advice, but that, oh, but the article, okay. yeah, there was some floss. Uh, there was an idea that floss didn't do anything. I don't believe that. No, I mean that's a it's ridiculous a, argument. Terrible. Yeah. 
So, okay. okay. Yeah. So <laughs> A lot of dentists. Yeah. And your mom, your, your stepmom is waiting around the corner. So my stepmom's waiting around the corner. My mom met my stepdad three weeks after my dad left. Oh, so you had a... And then I think my dad, six months later, sort he had like an early midlife crisis. It was the 70s, like mid-70s, mm. you know, mid to late 70s. Yeah. And was yeah. like, wait a minute. Why yeah. did I have kids so young? Oh, I want to go on ski vacations and, yeah. you know... So the Martin Mull character. The Martin Mull character is, is, is a kinda, very, very, yeah. it's all, yeah, yeah. It's all, so all not, those stories are real. Not a, not a, a volatile person, but still no. sort of emotionally shitty. Yeah. And I think Martin, you know, again, my dad isn't like a shitty person or whatever, but like a, a, a little focused on himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. It was, you know, a different time. Self-experiment. I would say Martin is a very adorable version. Yeah. 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 Um, but my dad in the past, like, eight years went through, like, a, this thing where he got divorced again and just started a party. A second time? Or the third time? How many times? This is he... the second time. Okay. So he had it in the mid-70s and then again in his 70s. So he's in his 70s he's and he's in starting his 70s a party? And he start, he, it's waning right now, but he started partying. Really? Like, clubbing. In his 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. drugs and... Huh. Um, so that's real in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, he took... Ex- he had, <laughs> like, everyone over for a family barbecue. <laughs> and he was on X. And I had no idea. This is a true story. This is a true story. And he had a sensual photography wall <laughs> that I has just been taken down recently. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah. So that's all true. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So... What- but it's so weird because I feel like... Uh, the most season one is mostly all you know my stories and true stories and season two it starts to blend more with my writers and stuff Uh but I feel like I had like the most normal childhood in so many ways but now looking back I'm like well maybe not you know well it's weird with selfish parents because I had them too it's like I really get the distinct feeling that my parents are more people I grew up with Mm -hmm. than parents like like I don't have like I would never Mm. I I would never go to either of them with a like an mm, emotional like problem. problem. Like I got to call my mommy. Yeah. I never. I have fantastic mom. Yeah. Who was the least selfish What's person. What's the woman who plays your mom in Kathy this? Kathy She's so funny. She's so good. Yeah, she's And that great. is very much my mother. Oh, and, great. Um, yeah, very much my mother. Um, and I have a, I have a great mom. Like, yeah. She's, yeah. So basically, I mean, I grew up kind of just like going, all right, I got my mom. And she's still brothers. married to the stepfather? No, he passed away. Oh, sorry. He passed away. Um, but he, she's married to Leon. From the show, whom she feeds in bed. That's for that's true. Mm-hmm. Leon. Yeah, she just randomly one day was like, the "Oh, I got to get home." The guy in the show. No. Oh okay. no no no. Okay. Um, but is but she's got to get Leon. home too. She's got to get home, and she was like, "I got sorry, I got to leave by three o'clock because I got to feed Leon." I was like, "You mean like make dinner?" She was like, "Well, <laughs> I, he likes to he likes to eat in bed." I was like. What are you saying? And I was like, I need you to walk me through every detail of what you're talking about. Yeah. What is Leon wearing? Right. What are you serving? Right. Is it just on the comforter? Are you pulling up a towel? She was like, Well, we have white towels at the bottom of the bed. Ready? I was yeah. like, Do they get washed? And why are they white? And and he's is... not bedridden. No, he comes home from work. <laughs> she tells me he takes his pants off. And mm-hmm. then he's in his tidy whities uh-huh. and T-shirt, yeah. gets in bed, watches TV, and my mom serves like a three-course meal. <laughs> it's the week. And she was like, I don't know why you make this sound so weird. I was like, I don't know how else to make this sound. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. 
I, it's hard and then to she understand. goes, I'm from a different generation. The generation that just feeds their uh, Yeah, the generation of slaves. I <laughs> don't know what, I love when she says that. I'm always like, what generation is this that you're referring to? Like, we're the generation of just fucking crazy people? Yeah, it is kind of. Yeah. The 70s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But your dad's okay. He's leveled off. He's my dad is leveled off a little Did you, bit. What was yeah. the confrontation though? Once he found out he was on ecstasy, I didn't know. He didn't tell me. Uh-huh. Uh, he told my cousin, who then was like, "Hey, your dad's on ecstasy." And I was like, "This was when my daughter was little, yeah. and we would go there, and there was like edibles everywhere and all the stuff." And I was like, "Don't eat chocolate at Grampy's house." <laughs> I was like, "Ask before you eat anything." Um, <laughs> And I was just like, what is happening? And my husband and I had a thing where we don't stay after dark. I was like, my da- I was like, once the sun goes down, we, we get out. It might get weird. It get, it got weird. He, yeah. his, his girl, like, there was just a lot of stuff going on. We were like, we're just not. And then we'd get sort of heckled for not partying yeah. enough. And it was like. From old people? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mostly my dad. Yeah. And it was like, we're not interested in coming to your, driving to Orange County and like partying. Doing X and <laughs> like, hanging what out. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> So, but he's an interesting guy, you know. You sound as like you got a pretty good sense of humor about it. I mean, isn't it upsetting mm-hmm. on some level? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say that's probably the most complicated relationship of my life. Um, but The infantile father. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, but he's fascinating and really interesting and really smart. But also, like, it just didn't seem like he was that interested in having. He had more kids later. Uh-huh. But, like, my older brother and I. I think he loves us, but like it wasn't, it never felt, we didn't have a room there. It never felt particularly. Well, how many does he have other than you? Two. Two more. And how are they? They're great. Yeah. Uh, They're great, but they have a different relationship with him in a lot of ways, but they're awesome. And But they um, still have to deal with him. They still have to deal with, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But your mom was grounded and you had one good one and you got. Yeah, I had a good one in my pocket. So do you. Are you doing funny stuff in theater and stuff in high school? Yeah, musical theater. I'm not, I didn't come up like going, oh, I listen to cool comedy albums. I like, no, but liked you Oklahoma and like- You sing? The Music Man. I did, yeah. I, I no don't more? sing anymore. I, I just haven't sung. It's not great. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I feel like I was a decent singer, but I just forced my way into being a singer. But it seems like you could do a musical now. Like What? But I mean, it seems like that that's an option you should have, like maybe do a Broadway show. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to, I'd love to do a Broadway show, but I don't. You seem like you have a, like there's part <laughs> of you that has a musical personality. Thank you. Like, I think maybe like, even if you did an episode of I'm Sorry, that's musical. I like mean, just singing the whole yeah. time. Why wouldn't you do, what, that, I'm pitching now, I'm pitching. I know, I know. Not good? You're just well, going to let that go? Can you put it up on the whiteboard? I'll put it on the whiteboard. We'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I don't have anything left in me for, if, for if we do season three. So I'll put that on the whiteboard. Yeah, musical episode. Musical <laughs> episode. Great. I'll call Rachel Bloom, who's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. She's great. Yeah, yeah. We'll get her people yeah. and, a, and we'll do it. Why not? I guess that's what, that's the problem now. You can't even do that because there's one show that does that <laughs> well and it's unique. And, and if it, you did that, you're like, no, it's just yeah. Rachel Bloom, Bloom thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you do musical theater. So I theater. do musical theater. I'm a, I'm very academic. I'm a really, I, I really was I feel a good that. student. Yeah, I feel Um, yeah. I went to an all-girls school here in LA that's now co-ed. Which one? Um, uh, Westlake, one that, Harvard Westlake now. And that was a, a, a Ivy League prep school in a way? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I did a lot of musical theater. I think that's when I realized, like I was, I knew I was starting to be funny. Yeah. 
Um, but there weren't a lot of funny women. Like it was not there weren't a lot of girls at my school that were naturally super funny but my guy friends were funny yeah and my boyfriends were funny yeah and at school uh outside of school because it was all girls school but yeah um but i was like i would never be an actor i didn't even know being a comedian was a thing i didn't really know comedy yeah. i didn't know about comedy world i didn't know about improv groups i didn't know what the growlings was i didn't know any of right. that and then i went to cornell which didn't have anything like that then that's a that's a big that's a smart school yeah. Where's that, New York? Uh, upstate New York, Ithaca. Yeah. Yeah. And what'd you study there? I was pre-law. I was a government major, yeah, with a minor in law. So you understand everything. I mean, this was a million years ago. Right. But did you But you were a good student. I was so a good you, student, yeah. So you left, like, understanding government. And, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you did Veep, you're like, I get it. I get this. Yeah. I was like, first of all, wrong. <laughs> I just kept walking around this set, just Wouldn't going up that. to people. If you okay, fine. I guess if you're not trying to make this authentic, what stopped you from like pursuing law? Well, because I was doing theater the whole time at Cornell. At Cornell, uh, just the theater department, but I wasn't in the theater department, and it was one of those things where I didn't want to admit it to myself. Like, I think I want to try to do this, but coming from LA, being an actor, I was like, that's the most sort of irresponsible, lamest thing to do. It was not a cool thing yeah. in my world. Right. Um, and That's what people came to this city to do, and it was sort of sad somehow. Yeah, or I just didn't even know anyone in it, and it just was sort you of didn't like- didn't know anyone in it? I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. I guess I knew like a little, like I went to school with a couple people who were like actors, who were like kid actors. Yeah, who? Um, Like Tori Spelling went uh-huh. to my school yeah. and a couple other people. Right. And- um. But, like, I didn't really know. And anyway, so basically, I just, I did study abroad, and I lived in Spain for nine months. You speak Spanish? I do. Yeah. Yeah? Do yeah, you yeah. use it now? Uh, Not as much as I'd like, but yeah. 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 That's I like a, speaking Spanish. Yeah. I, I wish I knew another language. You have it's a knack for it? Now. It is too late. Yeah. Even, even if try. I get the thing they advertise on TV, Please. the babble or whatever. I'm, I don't okay. know what that is, but you're done. <laughs> don't even try. I'm not going <laughs> to. The worst attitude. Don't even try. I couldn't handle it in college. I couldn't handle it in high school. That's how I feel about an instrument. I never learned an instrument. I hate that. I wish I could play an instrument, but I'm like, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, it's too late late for me. Yeah, it is. Well, no, you could probably save myself. I I don't know. You. It depends what you expect out of it. I mean, Spanish. Like, if you're gonna, you know, you, you can't really hobby spanish like you know if no. you're gonna you gotta do live it, somewhere by the way but you gotta talk to people with a guitar you can sit by yourself and play yeah. three chords shitty and yeah. still sing a song yeah you know i can't just you know sit around you know abla i can but <laughs> that was what? pretty great just keep doing that <laughs> keep go down that road abla uh-huh. no abla no <laughs> oh no, I'm, I think you I should. Mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll yeah. try to pick up some Spanish and you can pick up And I'll pick, I'll pick up, up guitar. some guitar? Yeah. All right. And then we'll meet up in yeah, like six yeah. months and yeah, see where we'll we are. Yeah, we'll do this again. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Thrilled. Look at this. Look at this. It'll I'm, be two middle-aged people You learn a Spanish song over. and I'll sing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll learn De Calores. Okay. I used you to You know that, that song? Sure. De Calores, De Calores. Campos en la primavera. Yeah. Yeah, I had to all sing right. that in elementary school. Yeah, we all did. I grew up in yeah, in New, New Mexico. Mexico. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't fuck. Yeah. What? You don't fucking what? No Spanish. New Mexico. Yeah, I know it was surrounded by it, yeah. but I I, I, I crapped out in in junior high and high school. I just I couldn't. There was something about the tenses. There's something about grammar that I, I, I barely have a handle on English. I get it. 
Like Spanish writing? is easier than English, though. It is. Yeah, it's just more. It's more straightforward. It seemed like math to me, like to I, figure out I grammar. Math, though. Yeah, I, I know. No, I, know. I can't. But you know, I could never. I it took it took living in Spain to speak it, mm-hmm. but I could understand it and that kind of stuff. But then it took living in Spain and like drinking, mm-hmm. like having some cocktails, and then suddenly you would be fluent. What part of Spain? Sevilla, southern Spain, Seville. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you drink that cider? Uh, the sherry. The well, they like I was up in uh, briefly in San Sebastian. Okay. Yeah. They just have this hard cider. Oh, I don't think it. that. That's not Spain down- is like one of those places. It's like if you're from the north, they hate yeah. you. Oh, right. Yeah. Like it's the most. Every place hates every other place. Yeah. But you had a nice time there. I had a great time. Love Spain. And then you came back. You're then like, I came back and I was like, eh, I'm going to be. Well, no, I was going to be an actor. Yeah. Not a comedian at all. It wasn't until um, I actually. I, yeah, so I told my, like, college counselor, I was like, well, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah. And literally, it was just, like, dead face. They didn't even know. At Cornell? At Cornell. And it was in the government department. They were just like, what are you saying? And then they were like, okay, well, after that, when do you think you're going to, I mean, really, it was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, okay. And I was like, I'll do this when for, you like, fail, a year. Yeah, when uh, you fail. Or I got... don't, it, is that even a thing you fail? Like, it was just literally, like, I don't even know what words you're saying. So yeah. I'm just going to pretend you haven't said them. Right. Um, and then I and then I got a job on a kid's show relatively early, relatively quickly. You came quickly. back out here? I came back out here, moved into home. And how did your home. mom and dad respond They to... were actually supportive. I think they were like, she'll do it for a year. It gives her like a right. little break. And then- They all hope it's a phase. My dad was sending me law school and business school application deadlines for years and yeah. years and yeah. years. Um, and then I got on this show called Sweet Valley High. That's a kid's show? Yeah, it was like a tween show. Yeah. It was based on books called uh, from Sweet Valley High. They were very popular. These girl twins, yeah, okay. Jessica yeah. and Cynthia Wakefield. Uh-huh. And I played Brazilian exchange student. Really? Renata Vargas. So you had to do an accent? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, that's not easy. Well, except I was like, do you want an authentic Brazilian accent? They were like, nah, <laughs> do what you did in the audition. Yeah. Which was offensive <laughs> and but didn't kids. sound... Well, except it was like teen, but still. Mm-hmm. And I would have, I was from Brazil, but like I would talk about tacos and burros, but then also like Amazon rainforests. Yeah. And then also have fruit on my head. So, so you're a stereotype. It was a catch all. A, a general Latin ish. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of, yeah, a lot of ruffles uh-huh. and a lot going on. And you did a, a lot of I did of a these. season. Of that. Yeah, I did a season. That was our last season. I did a season of that. So and then I was the like, union? so here we go. You're in the union. You got health coverage. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Everyone's ready for me. And yeah. then got like a couple guest stars and then, you know, that was, was it? like, well, that I guess I'll waitress now. Um, Is that what you did? Yeah, I did. But I, I took this cold reading class with Chris Parn and I met Chris Parnell there. And he's the one who was like, you should audition for the Groundlings. That's what started me kind of in the comedy world. Long story to get to that. Not really. So you didn't have a lot of uh, traction with the. So <laughs> Sweet Valley High. Renata Vargas didn't really take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that. So we when all you, thought she would. So when you get the Growlings, now are you living at home? Mm-mm. I was waitressing. I had an apartment in West LA. Um, and where were you waitressing? Uh, in Santa Monica. Yeah. On Montana Avenue, wow. I waitressed at Seventeenth Street Cafe. I have no idea. Like Santa Monica is like another world to me. I don't ever go to that area anymore. But I used to live over there. What part like, of the town are you live in now? I live in the Hollywood Hills. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you go? To I Santa don't. Monica. And in fact, if there's a meeting or something and it's after 10, 
Or me too. I mean, if it's before 10 or Fuck after that. 2, I just pass. No way. <laughs> uh, me too. I can't do it. From here? From, Are you uh, fucking nuts? By the way, from my house, it's not great either. I mean, like, like because a lot of those people, like, I'll actually judge. That's one of those agents, yeah. executive <laughs> business things where it's like, they want they, they want me to come in at 4? Oh, at 4 o'clock? How, how unimportant am I <laughs> that I can't I can't get in the, the 11 to 3 you, range? Well, 3 is already cutting. Yeah, it's you got to go 11 fucked. to 2. If you're, if you're like, like really on their top cho- top choices yeah, yeah 11 to 2 right and i'm like this is not worth you're it you're like it's i'm a- not 415 my yeah, friend it's clearly not worth it 415 yeah. <laughs> you're like, you have seven other choices ahead of me there are already offers out yeah, yeah and you're yeah, just waiting yeah, to s- yeah. they're waiting to read you're yeah. waiting for them to get back to yeah, you yeah yeah not no way no fucking way um it's nice to be able not to do that i know right and they think you're playing hard to get. You're like, I just do not want to sit in traffic for an hour it's and a half beyond. on both sides yeah, it's be- of that. It's beyond. Ugh. I do think there's very few people now on, over there. I feel like everyone has sort of gotten the clue and have moved over. I feel like very rarely now is it oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, the offices are here yeah. or closer. I feel like now everything's a little closer. Right. What I was think. out there? It was like uh, Comedy Central was Comedy out Central there. Was HBO's out there. out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been truly under a rock for two and a half years where I haven't Netflix seen the perfect. lead of the day. Netflix is where, like right, it's oh, yeah. right right by uh, the, the uh, 101 at Sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've become like a shell of a human being. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Don't we, go anywhere. No, we just get older and we're doing our job. Whatever yeah, that job busy. is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you it's do. It's hard to do. It's hard. You know, it's you go shoot where you shoot and then, you you know, you do yeah. the thing. Yeah. So who's in the groundlings when you get there? You just start um, taking classes? I started, yeah, you got to take classes. It's a whole to do. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I got through it relatively quickly, and then I was in the Sunday company where I was cut uh, after a year of being yeah. in the Sunday company. But I was there with, um, in my like sort of group, I was uh, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, Wendy McClendon, Covey, and uh, Steve Little, and a bunch of other yeah. amazing people you don't know. And then Dax Shepard and Caitlin Olson, who Dax also was cut. Dax was Yeah, that's how Dax that. and I knew each other. And we were both cut. And so was Caitlin Olson from It's Always Sunny, blonde. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah. Uh, good friend of mine. Um, cut. We were all cut. And it's actors voting on other actors. It's a crazy system. So, so the you're main out? company. So you never made the main literally, company. Literally, yeah. And then once you're out, it's like you've been in a cult for five years and then you're just like sprung back out in the world and you're like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> what have I, you've beaten me down. Like you're cool. literally like a shell of yourself. And that's when I started doing stand up. I have, I have, uh, uh, I have a yes and skill set. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got. Um, but Groundlings was good because it taught me how to write. Because mm-hmm. it's like comedy boot camp. When you do the Sunday Company, you have to write like five new sketches every Wednesday. Yeah. You have to have them do every Wednesday. And then right. you put them up on Sunday. And yeah. it, it it is comedy boot camp. You can't wait for inspiration. Yeah. You can't wait for whatever. You just got to churn that shit out. Yeah, see, I'm, t- I'm terrible at it. I yeah. can't stand writing. I literally go mm-hmm. into a nap paralysis. Yeah. As, but people who do it, do you like it? Yeah. Oh, I do. See, it's good yeah. to like it. I do. Yeah. Do you like sitting in a room in a writer's room with a whiteboard going like, oh, and you're on the second column? We don't. Like, you know, my writer's room isn't like a traditional writer's room. We pitch. I pitch a lot of stories. Everyone pitches stories. I hire people really for what they're like, sort of personality and like the way you know they think and what their life is and but you're stories. not improvising Mm-mm. are you we improvise a, I, I improvise a little bit it depends if it's me and mansukas yeah we're improvising but no it's fully scripted and then we get to this yeah i mean yeah. even with he it's like moving the right. on. no it's it has we do like an improv take usually for every scene yeah but it's fully scripted yeah yeah it does it feels like that yeah yeah 
So when, like, so you come out of Groundlings, mm-hmm. is that when you decide, like, I'm going to do stand-up? Yeah, it was like, well, I've got to do something. So what, and that's 2002-ish? Yeah, I think that's 2002-ish. And um, there's a lot, the alt scene is sort of happening. The alt scene's and happening. So you can get on stage without having any experience mm-hmm. whatsoever and yeah. be celebrated because you know people. Well, I don't even know if I knew anyone, but I quickly knew got to know people. Yeah. I think um, being a woman yeah. was nice. There weren't a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would, people would be like, well, we need that one woman. So, you're so I got up at in the places M-bar? I shouldn't, M bar, I improv, mm-hmm. um, probably got up faster than I would have other places. Awkward I was show to, at the M bar. Yeah, yeah. What was that called again? Uh, oh my God. De- Comedy Death Ray. Oh yeah. So important. By the way, do you remember how important it was? It was like, I got to get on that comedy death right. Yeah. And then that room, I never liked the M bar. And then, and then, it, and then when it moved over to UCB, yeah. it was like, wasn't the, it wasn't as important. But at it, when it was at M bar, it was sort of like a big deal. It was a big deal. Whenever I got a spot there, I yeah. felt like it was a big, a big deal. Oh my God. It's so in my, I don't give a shit anymore mm-hmm. uh, uh, compartment. Yeah. <laughs> I think after Groundlings and how crazy that place was, yeah. it made stand up kind of like, well, this is easy Yeah. in that not easy in that the craft is easy, but easy in like I'm not being voted on by people. I'm it's all yeah. you can contain it all yourself. I don't need to put a wig on and a weird voice and a thing right. that actually wasn't my forte. And what were you doing? Jokes or stories or just uh, you kind of just me and yeah. like where I was in my life, but not really storytelling. I mean, jokes. And I think I was able to fake being a stand-up in the beginning yeah. enough to be able to not be terrible right. and then slowly started to be able to actually right. be a stand-up yeah. as that went away. But yeah, I mean, and it was a great group of people. I I um, I dated, uh, I started in Chris Hardwick. So he and I were together through that. You through dated those, Hardwick? Uh, those years, yeah. I probably didn't like you then. Yeah, you might not have. Yeah, because I had a problem with him early oh, on. Oh, okay. Because he like surfaced in New York first as a stand-up back in the Luna days. He did? He did. But he, he's always in L.A. No, this was 2000 and, um, no, it was the mid-90s. Mm. And it was mm. like literally when he just started doing it and I'm like, Got the it. guy from MTV, right. the host guy, and that stuck on me, like, for me- But why do you care? I did care at that time. Yeah. I was very protective of- Got it. The idea of stand-up and, mm-hmm. and, and I just didn't buy him. <laughs> Okay. As a stand-up. Okay. But uh, but then I got out here and it was all Hardwicky. <laughs> so you were not a fan. I had to reckon with Hardwick. Yeah, we're. That's you know. so weird. He's like the nicest. Like I never bought it. I'm like, what? There's a darkness here, and I want it. <laughs> like I. It's like with the agents. You're like, oh. He's well, no, because coming. like what, yeah. what? Oh, you know what it was? Is like yeah. After New York and whatever uh-huh. judgments I had about Chris, then I got out here and it was before he stopped drinking. Yeah, so like, no, I, 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 well, he'll tell you. I, I, I basically. You were with him I, then. Well, yeah, and I broke up. I was like, you need. I was like, I saw we him fought at, about it from the beginning, and then when we broke up, he got sober. Right, because he was doughy and sweaty, and like, well, I don't. I no, don't. I mean not fat, but like yeah. he didn't look great. And mm-hmm. then like I saw him at Zach Alphanakis's party mm-hmm. once, and I'm like, dude. You know, I can help, you know, I can steer yeah. you in the right direction. And, and not long after that, he locked in. That's, yeah. And he became like this exercise junkie and this kind of like- Work, um, work, 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 work. Right, right. He, yeah, yeah. he a brand building maniac. He, yeah. he just like, he he, he uh, kind of isolated himself and started reading, you know, Seth Godin books or something <laughs> and became this like yeah. thing. Then, yeah, yeah. Then the nerdist evolved. Yeah. But you were you were done with him by then. Yeah, but we're still good friends. We're still- 
good friends. And yeah. um but yeah, so I was with so in that world and then um and then I did this show for Comedy Central called Dog Bites Man. Oh yeah. And I became a writer producer on that. That was that and that Zach? was with Zach yeah. and Matt Walsh and yeah. AD Miles and myself and we played this like news team. A D lives over here. Yeah. He, he, he trains did. at the same gym. I see him oh, a lot. Nice. I'm watching him lose weight. I haven't seen him weight. By lately. the way, I haven't seen him in like a decade. But when he moved back out here after Fallon, we were like, we got to get together. Yeah. And then we didn't. And oh. But I love him. He's awesome. But so it was the four of us. Maybe and... you can stop by after this. Great. Mm-hmm. I'll just knock. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's up? Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a decade. How I'm are just you? just Marin's around the corner. Yeah. By the way, he's the kind of person that like in 30 seconds, yeah. it would be like we've yeah, yeah. seen each other. Like, yeah. yeah. No, he's a good guy. Um, And so that's. So then I. Dog bites man. Dog bites man. Um, And. And so, yeah, I was doing stand-up, but it's and it's the one thing that I wish I'd done longer. I don't miss sketch. I could never do another sketch for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I still like doing some improv. Yeah. But stand-up, I really liked, but I just... Um, but you, you can I've, do it. No, I have a child, and I work... I, I mean... I understand. I can't. I can't go out that See, much. like, you know that about yourself. Well, I've tried. I, I literally, a couple years ago, I was like, I'm going to go back out and try to do some stuff. I couldn't go out more than once a week. And if you can only go out once a week, you can't get good. No, right. You can't. You got to go five nights a week. I can't work all fucking day and then go. I I just can't. But you have downtime. I have not had downtime for two and a half years. This is legitimately the second day that I've had any downtime. So today? Mm Mm-hmm. So but, since November, but what happens? Are you picked up already? So you're writing already? Or are you waiting? Or what? How's it work? Uh, we just we we just launched a second season, so right. we're we're talking. Oh yeah, I need a little break. Yeah, mm-hmm. from but don't you have a few months? I didn't from one to two. Right. So we'll see because you're exec produced star and writer. Mm-hmm. So gotta yeah. get that gotta yeah. get that writer's room staffed and yeah. going. And how yeah. many you got? Small. Yeah. Uh, it's Joey Slayman is my co-show runner, um, and she's amazing. And then we had uh, three other writers. Who? Uh, Christopher Johnson, Elizabeth Lame, and Jeff Drake. Yeah. And a great writer's assistant, Christy McCann. And Manzukas doesn't write or anything? He writes, but not on my show. Yeah. Oh. But he writes in his life. Right. Um, so going back though, like yeah. what happened with, cause I, like I was doing m- my minor amount of research. I mean, yeah. you've obviously done a lot of bit things on a lot of different yeah. things mm-hmm. but you were actually cast in the pilot of party down yeah i did that um right before i did Step Brothers, and um then when it got picked up i was um eight months pregnant when they were gonna be shooting that's and I, very pregnant the very pregnant and yeah. i was playing the love interest so lizzie kaplan took uh she took who's a good friend of mine and uh, so she ended up doing that role and she's on your show and she's on my show yes she's on i agree uh, all my friends have come on like stepped up and and adam scott yeah uh, is on this season yeah he's a little Um, disturbing he's probably the most disturbing part of uh the whole show adam scott in a way of my show well yeah because like i mean it's not creepy or weird but it's just weird seeing i guess maybe um because of the role the 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 role oh got it got it yeah yeah, yeah. that's a real story almost word for word the gynecologist Mm -hmm. scene yeah it's very funny and just very (laughs) Yeah. I, I think he did a great job. I he love him. He did a fantastic him. job. But the, the detachment awesome. is like so Well, that's wild. what was so insane. I was like, are you in, literally you're like elbow deep and like the two of you were just chatting you about. You and your husband knew each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the gyno and your husband were Went friends. Went to camp. And they realized it in the room? Yes. <laughs> like mid-exam. Like it was like, are you, fi- and then 
he was like, oh, my God, how's your sister? And he was like, his sister was my first kiss. And I was like, great. It was so crazy. And then what is not in the show is when I had to go for a follow-up for what what I was there for, I had to go back like 10 days later for a follow-up, and my husband was not there. And it was just me and Dr. Goldberg. And it was the most uncomfortable, fastest (laughs) Both of us were just like, hello, hello. <laughs> and it was just like, doot, 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 and bye-bye, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, doctors are weird. Yeah. The kind of intimacy that you're not supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't know how, you know, because I grew up, my dad was a doctor. So oh, I, right. So like, I'd always yeah. go to his friends if I had to get anything yeah. checked out. And then you'd see him socially and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. There's yeah. no no problems. No problems. Yeah. But, you've, yeah, yeah. You've seen things. I've, I've, you've yeah, seen they things. have. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what are you doing movies? Are you doing another movie now? Uh, no, I, I legitimately have not been available to do anything. I, I had a movie come out in last fall called Summer 03, but uh, I shot that literally in the three weeks I had off between season one and season two. <sighs> Shoved that in. Wow. And then I literally wrapped post-production on season two yeah. two weeks ago, and I've just been doing press. And so now I'm like, okay, I need to... Take a little breath and. Well, I'm glad we could do this. Life. I'm thrilled we could do this. I am a fan of this, and I listen to it all the time. I'm not scary anymore. No. I know. Yeah, I, I didn't know. think you would be. No, I know not now. Well, now I know that you yeah. hated. Well, I think you hated a lot of people. I don't know if it was hate. I just, I just didn't know why everyone seemed to be having an easier go at it than me. Got it. I mean, they weren't necessarily. No. And uh, I certainly, you know, made it more difficult. Yeah. But my projection was like it was basically like that person seems to have their shit together. <laughs> fuck. They them. can go fuck themselves. Yeah. That, by the way, that was the vibe I got. <laughs> it was like that person seems to hate me for no reason. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with that. So I'm just not going to really address. I'm just going to not necessarily talk to them. It was all insecurity yeah. and whatever. You We're, know what I mean? It's so far back. Do you know? It's so far back. But the weird, but it, it, the weird thing was, is when I got out here in 2002, yeah. you know, I'd already been doing stand-up for years. Yeah. And I had to reintegrate. And, yeah. and just getting time on alternative shows was like the most important thing in the world. Uh-huh. And now it's like, I don't want to step foot in a place. And, yeah. and that whole, it seems that whole scene has sort of now become just the mic scene in a way. or just this, I don't even know. I don't even, I'm not but in, like even when Chris had nerd mouth, it's like, I oh, got to yeah, go meltdown. fucking, yeah. I got to get on those fucking shows. <laughs> yeah. And it I was so, um, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even love the audiences that much. Yeah. They were the most homogenized bunch those the whole alt comedy scene. I see. I like. I have such good. Ma- like I loved that time. I liked the. I liked the audiences. I liked doing stand up then. Well, no, I. But see, like you have. But like, I also wasn't like I'm already established in another city. Well, and no, now I got to come here. But like as a stand up, I'm like this. I'm a rogue person. Yeah. Like you know this whole sort of like we're all going. I'm like <laughs> I'm not going. If you're all going. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that's not so char as charming as you think it would be. What? And is just being like, fuck everyone. I'm not going with you if you're all going there. Well, well, it was, it, but it's just like, I just don't know what everyone does. Like, I have one or two good friends. And like, yeah. you know, I can I can sort of sit in a group for a little well, while. Well, now we don't have, now it's all about shedding friends. Right. Well, or, or just struggling to maintain the couple and you have. couple that you have and try to see those and get yeah. rid of the dead weight. Yeah. But you do, do you go to dinner things and stuff? I uh, 
again, and I feel you like haven't. a broken record. I am just, I literally am like, do I have friends anymore? Oh, yeah. I, I've seen the ones who've come and done my show. Right. And then I see Joey, right. my showrunner, and then I see my husband and my daughter. Like, literally. So you're keeping that relationship Keeping strong. that one going for now. Although, yeah. again, <laughs> I feel like... I'm meant to be a divorcee, and well, I know people think I'm joking, but I feel like I crush you've covered it. You covered, covered it on the my show, show where the detachment yeah. comes in. But like, it's it's just odd because now I'm at this point where it's sort of like I should be having people over the house. I got yeah. a nice house. Yeah. I just Make moved it, as what well. Is, what does it take to cook a dinner for four people? And it's just sort yeah. of it's like it like. But then like I get to the next phase, it's sort of like, well, what are we really going to do? Are we going to? Well, by the way, what? I was about to say you don't, but of course you don't. I, I'm like, do you not like a game night? What? See, no. You're what does that a, do? A game like, night, like on your show? Yeah, like where your friends come over and you play games. Like what? Like what games? Like running charades or. Um, <laughs> by the way, I don't even know why. I of course you don't do this, but no, to but me, I mean, like, there's you... nothing better than getting like. 12 people together yeah. and playing games. Huh. Play celebrity, famous names in a hat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm huh. all for it. Like, to me, that's the best thing. Drink a couple glasses of wine, play, have a game night, 11 o'clock. Snacks. Bye-bye. Yeah. Sna- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snacks? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I okay. Listen, I'm gonna learn guitar. I'm gonna learn guitar. I'm gonna have a We're game gonna night. We're gonna do Caloris. You do a game night, <laughs> and, and we'll, what do you do? That we'll I catch back. We'll catch what? What is it that you do that I need to? So I have game nights and have fun. Oh, what is it that I? So do? I'll sit alone in a closet. What do I do? <laughs> Not a closet. Okay. <laughs> how, how are you at cooking? Pretty good. Yeah. Don't haven't done a lot of it recently, but I enjoy cooking. Pretty good. I've been doing that. Uh, what do you cook? Um. I'm gonna cook this weekend. Do you, I generally do you eat I, everything, or you don't eat stuff. No, I I do, but okay. I don't. I'm not. Re- I haven't been eating dairy really. And, okay, but but no, but I like I cook fish. I'm good okay. at fish. I'm good at. I can cook. Great. Like I like I can look at a recipe and do it. I think a man that can cook is as very nice. Like I think it's a, the trick is if you can look at a recipe and see what's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. you got a good shot at it. If you're just sort of like, and then you know, if you're just yeah. in the moment with it, then you don't. Yeah. You see it as a bigger picture. Yeah, I've been improvising a little oh. bit with the cook. So, you improvise in the, in the kitchen? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And I've been, uh, I listen to records. Yes. Okay. Uh, on vinyl. I could, sit into, I could sit in a room and listen to records. I do that. I've been reading some books lately, trying read to a read a little more. I read. I like to, um, oh boy. See, like I hike. Okay. Like I hike up the mountain. I can do a lot of these things. All right. We'll do some of those and I'll right. try to have a you game night. You have a game night. Honestly, why don't you just invite please me to your in, game night? I was going to say, I was going to say, please invite me to your game night. But this, I don't even know, like. I'll help you. <laughs> okay. going to have Dave Anthony over for game night. Oh Do you know God, him? Oh, God, that's a name I haven't thought. Yeah, yeah. Bear, I, a million years ago. Cranky Dave. I don't even a, know him well enough. He was sort of above me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it was yeah. like I knew who he was. Yeah, but. yeah. He was on my show. Yeah. All right. Well, so right, we have well, a homework. So we have homework. And the show's great. Thank you. And I'm, and I'm glad we, uh, we got everything covered. Yeah, I'm glad that we worked it all out. Thank you. Thank you. Right? That was fun, right? I think it was great. I like the show. I think she's hilarious. Solid person, that Andrea Savage. Solid individual. Don't forget to send us questions for the 1,000th episode. Tell us what you want to know about the last 10 years of WTF. Send your questions to WTFpod at gmail and put 1,000th episode question in the subject line. But also, you know, if you want, you got something to say, 
this might be the time. Okay? I'm going to play a little guitar. A little send-off to a friend who was um, not in the military, but was no less a trooper, for sure. Comedy trooper. Stevens rest in peace man 